Chapter 2 Apples! Apples for sale! Silverbell called as nobody listened. For a city with as many people as New Bravo City, it was always a little astounding to Silverbell how few of them wanted anything to do with fruit. It was another day of selling no apples, and Silverbell was tired and ready to go home. She was meandering away from the busy and traffic steps of the new Bravo City new government headquarters, which Silverbell had to guess was somehow better than the old government headquarters because of how green it had been painted, and she was thinking of the sad meal of apples that was waiting for her in the dark tunnel when something stopped her in her stride. The music note was back on that same brick wall, but not completely. It was a circle with a half stem, and there was no embellishment or beauty to it. But this was not what had stopped her dead in her tracks, for it wasn't just a note in the alley, but a man wrapped in a scraggly winter coat of bluish gray, and behind him were two government officers in government green, dragging him away down the alley as he spoke up desperately. You have to know! You know it was real once, right? He shouted and struggled against them as no one on the street noticed or thought to stare the way Silverbell Smith did. It had to have been real, was the last aggravated shout she heard before the man was pulled so far into the depths of the dark alley that he was silenced for good. I wonder if he shall ever be seen or heard from again, Silverbell asked herself, and perhaps the universe too. The young girl shivered where she stood and realized that if she stood there for too much longer, she might seem suspiciously curious, and then Silverbell might never be seen or heard from again. And so... The girl with her secrets went on her way. I guess it's apples tonight for you, Silver Bell, she told herself again that night, just as she had told herself the night before, and the night before that, and multiple nights before that. She sighed and flipped open the long backpack swiftly, pulling her dear friends from the pack. Hello, dear friends, she said to the violin and bow. It was on nights like these when people of the world were frightening and cruel, that Silverbell was happy for herself that she got to enjoy music, while they never had the pleasure to know it even existed. Setting her precious, believed-to-be-unreal instrument upon its rightful throne on her shoulder, Silverbell began to play. She loved this tune. It was the only tune she knew, but just as she liked her clothes, which were the only clothes she had, this tune was special to her. And even if she had known 100 tunes, she had a feeling she would always come back to this one. She fell into the simple melody as she did every evening in the darkness of the tunnel. And in her mind, the sounds of other instruments played. She had known people who had played other instruments once, but they were like shadows or pictures that were terribly out of focus. She remembered there had once been a soothing cello playing along and a deep bass. She remembered the sound of a piano with its keys dancing softly, but now all she seemed to hear clearly was a flute playing with her, gentle yet growing. As the familiar sparks of light came forth from her bow and strings, Silverbell couldn't shake the sound of the flute from her mind. It had never been this loud before. Instead of two parts of a great orchestra, it felt now that she and this imaginary flute were partners in a lonely duet. The sound of the flute's wistful whistling grew louder and louder until she swore she could hear it not just in her thoughts, but with her own two ears. Then came the light. It was a light so bright and so unlike the little wisps that came off Silverbell's violin 
she had to squint as she looked upon it in the darkness of the tunnel. At first, she thought it might have been an underground trolley that had gotten off its underground trolley tracks. But underground trolley lights weren't as blue and swirling as this big blue swirling pool of light before her eyes. The sound of the flute was now unmistakably emitting from the beautiful blue light before her. And as Silverbell put up her hand to shield her eyes, she swore that she could make out the silhouette of someone. Then the flute stopped playing, and instantly Silverbell realized there was a stranger in her midst. You're real? said a voice, soft and gentle sounding, not unlike the timbre of the flute. I'd like to think so, she said as bravely as she could, as the figure moved forward out of the still blinding blue light. She didn't know what she expected to see. A monster? A man? A man who had turned into a monster? But of all the things she could have imagined, she could not have dreamed up a boy, let alone a boy holding a flute. That was when he ran at her. Silverbell's first instinct was to punch him, but lucky for him, she was holding her violin and didn't have a chance to set it down and throw a swing. But before she could, he had wrapped his arms around her in a hug that was surprisingly tight for someone as small as he. I'd always hoped I wasn't alone, he said, the undeniable sound of tears welling up in his eyes. And suddenly, Silverbell realized that she too had been hoping the same thing all along.